Dude, we could do a Twitch stream, Aaron. That's <laughs> like we were talking about. Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally, the global perspective, and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains and transit, adventures and life hacks. Life and hacks. Life hacks. And life especially hacks. life hacks. Yep. And today... Extra life hacks. Extra. That's right. We share all of our 2020... <laughs> all of our knowledge of, of life hacks. Life hack galore. This is the life hack episode, everybody. <laughs> you were like, wow, they have it in their like lead line. That's not a Lead-... correct newspaper yeah. term. Whatever. The, let- the leader? The letter? I need to go back to journalism class. Anyway, we're going to would... talk about how to hack life. I always thought lead was spelled L-E-A-D. Oh. The... But... Well, it's, it is. Well, like, not in the terms of journalism. Yeah. It's a L-E-D, right? L-E-D-E. Yeah. 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 Well, we're going to cover and, leads and life And hacks. I don't know where that comes from. It's, I'm sure it's I, like a typesetting type I'm going to let something. people write in. Okay. And say, and tell me where that comes from. I feel like... Even though I know I could just Google that. Well, I, I was going to say, like, whenever there's kind of a typesetting or like newspaper or print thing that comes up... You're you you'd be like the first person I go to for the answer. Yeah, and I probably should know this. Oh well, well don't <laughs> but put I yourself don't. down. Well, I I've often spelled it L E A D. Okay. I uh, I spelled it both ways. Okay. But I don't know what it means, so I'm no better than anybody <laughs> else. <laughs> well, we're gonna lead us along into nice. this episode nice the first crisp drop of 2020 2020 that's right were you all were were you into the whole like oh new decade kind of oh kind of craze on new, new year's decade Eve? tell me Did more you, i'm guessing not because i'm not right, sure what yeah. that is well it's it's a new decade <laughs> i don't know a lot of people were, true. were like extra happy new year oh like they added another one just on top it was like it was like happy new year oh yeah and it's a new decade isn't that exciting yeah i did um so i spent the to be clear i don't i don't want to like sound like i'm putting down anybody who's excited that it's a new decade i think we're just discussing trends okay that's what i felt like great i don't think you're if you felt put down by that statement, write to the Sparkle Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. But like, we're not putting you down. Uh, I think we're just trying to discuss the zeitgeist and, <laughs> you know, the shape of the world and in what ways it's expressed in the new era that is 2000 and 2-0. Life is interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the four syllable for Brock there. Ah, yeah, yeah. Good job. I'm not sure exactly oh. where I was going with that. <laughs> um, like, think of. Uh, in the 1990s, everything that you were like, oh, man, like, could, what, what, what did you think would exist in this world? Like, we're, we're going to do our retrospective on 2019. It's 2020. <laughs> it, you know, we're, we're, we're ahead of we're ahead of next year's curve, right? Because yes. most people would just like launch it in December. And we're like, no, nah, we're going to do 2020 at the beginning. Right. <laughs> we're we're going to wait till 2020 happens to do 2020. Yeah. Well, because now we know. To, 
Well, because you never know what could happen right at the very last minute. It's true. In 19, or in 1919, in 2019. <laughs> or that. <laughs> or in 1919. Where, where were you when it turned to the next decade? Um, I was in my apartment. Nice. I really didn't have much to do. I was just going to have a quiet night with Anna. Mm-hmm. And then she got called oh. on a flight. I, you know, it sounds sad. Is that but like a club, honestly, like, like the 2020 in the Sky Club? Maybe. Yeah. Like how many well, people turn? Because I heard like people take flights for the New Year's. Th- there was quite a bit of people. There was like 60 people on a in on a jet that I think is like 75. Okay. Capacity. I, yeah. So, I didn't know, know this thing. I, I just heard people are like, oh, we're taking a 2020 flight. And I'm like, yeah, what's and it that? Was, it was, um, it wasn't a big flight, but it was, it was a flight that they needed some, they needed an extra hand on. Uh, so they called yeah. her. Well. Uh, and it was nice. I, I honestly, in retrospect, maybe now that we talked about a 2020 flight, now I now I feel like I missed something. Oh, <laughs> well, don't worry. That's I, always 2021. At first I was like, ah, whatever. It's, oh, it's just okay. another day. But now I really feel like I missed. Thanks, Guthrie. Hey, man, you were just kicking ass in your apartment. <laughs> you got you got no one to answer to. <laughs> Least of all us. <laughs> I watched I watched The Expanse. <laughs> oh well, I would which, say that's which, a... by the way, really amazing series. Were you on the? Uh... We're going to get into TV shows here for a sec. Were you yeah. on the most recent season? Or are you yes. like just starting it? Yes. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert. It's really good. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I signed up for a free Prime subscription so that I could watch that and then cancel it. <laughs> 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 that's that's about the only good that Prime's done me. <laughs> good job. Yeah. Well, I think I think you've used it to its maximum potential. Yeah. Well, and they keep giving you like an extra week or two and you're like, but I already finished the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to pick your brain on this so much, but... I know a lot of a lot of people haven't listened oh, or okay. haven't watched it, and also I, I can't imagine our listeners being all too into listening to us talk about a sci-fi series. I don't know. You, you never know. <laughs> it's very bike, yeah, topical. Well, I didn't see know, any bikes inside. There's, there's a successful uh, collection of short stories that crosses over bikes oh, yeah, and, and yeah, science yeah. fiction. Well, you know, space is compiled like... by Ellie Blue. Oh. Yeah, that's right. When we we might have a chance to have Joe and Ellie on the show. That here would be great. Yeah, in a couple of weeks, it sounded like. So, spoiler alert. We're spoiler alert. Yeah, it, I I uh, oof, I really enjoyed that show. Like, yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I I I just like there's genres, right? And there's been I I did not catch the HBO train of like Game of Thrones and all that stuff because like I read the books and I watched like half of one and I was like I don't like this. So I, I, I followed it, but I can't say I was like into it. Okay. Like a lot of people were really into it. Yeah. I, the same thing with Star Wars. Like, to be honest, like folks are asking me like, how's the new movie? And I'm like, I'm going to like tell it how it is, which how it is is that I don't, I'm, like, I'm not super <laughs> into Star Wars. You didn't, you didn't research the various lightsaber colors and what their meanings were. Before no, okay. no. To, I like, did see a to, hilarious. Like, reach the full potential of the symbolism of everything. It's, did... it's, it's good. Spoiler oh, alert. Okay. Lightsaber colors mean things. Oh, what? Yeah. Nice. Well, I'll have to look that up when I get home. Maybe we should we should call this episode Spoiler Alert. Spoiler Alert. We're but spoiling I, everything for 2020 now. Yeah, you know, might as well. It's tw- Everybody's listening to it in the future anyway, so they'll already That's know. right. Well, I liked... Uh, I did this see is a, old news for everybody. I saw a comic that... You know, just the classic, like, 
if you talk about canon or um the way the world is right like the length of lightsabers it's just like the comics is somebody just doubling the, the yeah, length of their yeah, lightsaber yeah. and you just turn it on and you're like zip oh well that fight's over <laughs> <laughs> you speared the guy <laughs> oh wait we wouldn't have a franchise yeah, if it was right. that way you can't do that there are rules um what did you do what did i do the, when when the the odometer turned over Ah, uh, so this year, usually we have, like, I've got a group of friends from high school that get together every once in a while, and um, we, one of them has, like, a rental out on the coast, so we just kind of, like, group together to do timeshare on the rental every nice. now and then. We, yeah. do, we do, like, a land party. We call it the, the beach land for all you people from the 90s when, nice. they, when land parties were like, a thing. Are you, I was like, he said land party we keep the dream alive he really did say that seriously keep the dream alive holy shit yeah like if somebody at work was like we should do a land party and everybody was like "Eh," and i was like i I still land (laughs) 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 i guess i'm that person uh no we got we got like 13 people together in this house and just chilled at the beach for a few days um so for like people who will like appreciate land parties like uh we're like uh, ironically as a throwback and you're like motherfucker i never left yeah yeah we never went anywhere like we <laughs> we knew that like um what was it like when we <laughs> we got internet at the land party like two years ago and we've been doing it for about a decade at this point <laughs> <laughs> and we're nice. like oh is it still a land party if we have internet i don't know we'll just still call it a land but like we're all just <laughs> we're just, you know just, we're all just like playing games from the 90s and shit like that right there's some there's some good stuff that's there's some golden games that are out there that just aged particularly well um so i was hanging out with those folks and we uh were in a hot tub of all places and there was like 10 or 12 of us there and so um i was trying to like pre-count the new year because there was like these other new year's parties going around us oh yeah and nobody had a phone and so i was like let's just start counting down from 10 so <laughs> i we started like, like three... 20 minutes early <laughs> yeah no we started like three or four rounds of it it's like 10 9 <laughs> 8 7 and we just like could see how many like, people we could get around us right, to just like, like New Year's Eve trolling. Yeah, this basically. is awesome. That's pretty much what I did for oh, New Year's. Yeah. And then somebody came up from the basement where all the computers were and I was like, hey, it's 10 seconds till New Year's. And we're like, God damn it. <laughs> we already had New Year's 20 times in 20 minutes ago. You're like, Motherfucker, I've been here. Yeah, it's already, been, we're already in I've the been New in Year. 2020. It was a true hot tub time machine there. <laughs> Kid you not. That's uh, awesome. So that was my New Year's. <laughs> uh, did some boogie boarding at the coast. It was nice. Uh, I very much enjoy the waves. Nice. And played probably enough computer games to last me till the beach land next year. Right time. on. Yeah. How many fireworks went off? There was a few fireworks. There were. It was pretty stormy, like okay. windy. Um, I feel like if we were closer to town, there would be more fireworks. But we were like a little bit outside of uh, Lincoln City. We were like down south there. Right on. I find it very, I don't know if ironic is the right term. Somewhat contradictory how many fireworks go off in the city of Portland on New Year's or even Fourth of July. Whoa, that was a good one. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry, X Ray. <laughs> contradictory. How so? <laughs> uh, because Portland is kind of a dense city. It's not a big city, but mm. we're trying to keep it dense. It's it's a value of the city. Mm. And with it being so dense it's surprising how many people still set off not just like little 
popper firecrackers, like really large scale shaking the windows firecrackers. Like the mortars? Yeah. 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 I, I feel it. I view <clears throat> it as like a proximity to Washington kind of deal. Like the further you get away from places where they sell aerial where fireworks. Where it's legal to sell those? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was also because super... yeah, you, you just take what a five minute trip across the bridge. Mm-hmm. And There's that big old like Uncle Sam's that, firework right billboard that strategically placed oh, right course. across the border. You yeah. know it. Uh yeah. No, I, I there were some fireworks. I didn't. I didn't think there was a agrarious amount. Were you you getting a lot down where you were? Okay, so I don't want to sound like a curmudgeon old man, but I will say. Uh, it seemed like a lot, and it seemed like it, it went on for a while. The number of the fireworks to be clear, is too damn high. I was, I was asleep by like 11, 10, oh, okay. 10, 30, and then woke back up for the new year. Oh, nice. You're like setting your alarm. <laughs> no, I just woke up Oh, okay. because I heard fireworks go off. Well, now, I, I wasn't even know. necessarily mad, but it was just like, wow. Okay, guys, we're wrap it up here, folks. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's 1.30 now. Oh, yeah. Come on now. Well, maybe their clocks were off. <laughs> like they just never adjusted for daylight savings. Like you never, you never know. They just wanted to to party right. Daylight on in. savings is that's just more big government, you know. It's it's true. <laughs> it's all a scheme. Actually, that that is kind of true. Zodiac. But... <laughs> it's all about the the stars and the. I I don't know where I'm going with. This. I don't know either. <laughs> but hey, you know what? Where we could have gone on New Ooh, Year's Eve. Where could we have gone, Aaron? Where there was a cribbage tournament happening. Mm-hmm. That would be the Beer Mongers on Southeast Division and 12th, where this you got this nice lager. It's true. It's pretty good. It's the Hell Lager Beer by Wayfinder Brewing Company, brewed at Wayfinder Beer on 304th Southeast 2nd Avenue in Portland, Oregon, 97214. I really like, I mean... I know you shop by label, so, but I really like the design of this. I'm not really into the um, sort of medieval throwback stuff okay. necessarily, but I really like this sort of block print. Like, I could have mm. carved that on a block and made like a linotype type, type yeah. of print out of that. It looks good. I really like the style there. It also yeah. says delicious on the can, so you know it's good. <laughs> so you know it's good. Yeah, there's no yes. doubt about it. Uh, no, it's pretty yeah. tasty. So thanks yes. to beer mongers. What are you having I, over there, Aaron? I chugged a Heroes blend from Lionheart. Lionheart. Yes. Ooh, yeah. we should put that on the it, sound. It pad. came and gone, so I couldn't open it on the air because I. It was, it was one of those days where I just needed needed a good cleanse. Beat. No, beat. that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is twenty twenty. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know what I was. Trying to go oh, okay. where I was trying to go with that. It would have been too wild and crazy to open in the studio. So down it goes. Yeah. Well, thanks. Um, thanks as always. Um, yeah. We, as folks might have noticed, don't have a guest today. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. But we will soon, uh, which is why we also like to ask if our listeners have any show topics, ideas. Yeah, we'd love to hear. Things we've covered, things we haven't covered that you want us to cover, uh, or anything in between. I And what I'm going to, to preempt, because I, I would like to hear some perspectives on this subject. Okay. I'm going to sort of uh, solicit listeners. Anybody who has recently gone electric. Ooh. 
who's for whatever reason to get Maddie back in here. Maybe we were just curious. Maybe for whatever reason you decided to get an E assist or like, maybe this is like your first big adult bike and you're like, yeah, I'm E assisting this. Um, I would like to hear your perspectives on this. Mm -hmm. What made you decide to go E assist? How do you like it? How does it compare to, to just your regular old fashioned bike? Yeah. Why, why'd you decide to cheat? Why are y'all cheating? <laughs> why are you cheating? Why are y'all? Which w- hopefully, you know, that's tongue in cheek. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, my next bi- bike, I, it's either going to be like, well, my Surly is not dead yet by a long shot. Not by a long shot. I bought the wrong bike, Aaron. I no bought way. a bike that's just too durable <laughs> <laughs> and I can't justify getting another bike. I, uh, I can't help you with that. That's like, okay. I, I got to live with that choice. It's all I, right. I both admire. I'm, I'm both in awe and confusion that you have only one bike. Me too. For as long <laughs> as you've been both inside the industry and just around bikes, I feel like somebody's got to like be that bellwether. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have M plus one if you don't start with N. <laughs> <laughs> you just never got that plus one yet. Yeah, it's true. Uh, plus yeah. one two. To be determined. Well, TBD. What I have found the secret to the madness is to make friends who have bikes. Yes. And then just ask to ride their bikes. Oh, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> like, I know uh, Maddie offered me the uh, Urban Arrow. Yeah. And I fully plan to take her up on that for a bike move or something like that coming up here. Um, and then I have a friend who has a pretty good downhill mountain bike. So, you know, like there's one bike. There it is. Don't yeah. have to M plus one. So the, the real trick is not to have friends who have bikes. The real trick is to um, toss them a little bit of cash and a, some really nice wine or beer after you borrow their bike. Right on. And then you have it. Or or if they don't drink beer, a beverage of their choice. Uh, yeah. It's it's all like Sharon Karen. Right on. Right um, on. Yeah, but I'd, I'd love to get an e-bike next if I ever get one. I almost got one like two years ago, but I'm kind of glad that we waited. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There was one of the dealers uh, had like an extra from the year before, and he's like, this is our demo bike that we bring to shop, so usually it's like 1200 but I can get it to you for like six. And I was like, oh, cool, a $3,000 e-bike for $600. That, yeah, I was going to say, that'd be really hard to pass up. I didn't have 600 on me at the time, <laughs> so we, we passed that up. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, one of these days. It'll be fun. Um, I feel like... We should talk about how much older and wiser everybody is in the year 2020. What what did we learn that we might relearn or possibly not have to relearn for the year to come? Um, well, not I'm to, just leaving not it to, kind of open-ended. Yeah, not to beat a dead horse, but I've learned to uh, maybe slow down when conditions are icy. Mm. And I, I'll probably continue to learn that, but I will definitely. Mm. I think my my body for sure will will slow me down when it when it comes to ice gotcha that's I'll, good i'll definitely be like more cautious i feel like that's the kind both of both consciously and viscerally good i'm yeah. glad the that that for me like i know this cuz i've done i've re-injured on certain things in the past yeah like that that kind of accident for me would be like a 3 year like uh, pause on my like incident from that factor right. and then you start to push the envelope again and then, like, four years from now, you're like, well, damn it, I just slid out on ice again. Right. Well, you know, I'm only, like, five 
five weeks away from the actual oh, yeah. incident. Right. So we'll just set a calendar reminder. We'll replay this in 2021. There you go. We'll there call it go. call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, though no, it's been it's been an interesting year. It's been a good year. It's been a very dry year. I think my lesson is always what it always is: is I need to like force myself to get out and ride my bike more. Yeah, that's pretty much it. How do you do that without shaming yourself into doing that? What do you mean? Well, like, because it's easy for me to look back and go like, oh, I really should have gotten out more. I think, like, I view it from not even shaming. I guess I'm more regret motivated. Like, how many times do I regret not having just, like... So I relate those two, even though they're not equal. Oh, okay. I, I find them in my opinion, to be really related to each other. Like if I look back on 2019 and I have hopes for 2020, like, first of all, there's, there's like research or something that like, if you tell people your goals, you're that much less likely to accomplish them. Right. Cause you get the, like the dopamine rush, but you don't actually have to do the goal. <laughs> um, but I would say like, if I look back on times where I was like stressed out or needed some perspective that where I uh, could have gotten that, the most was from just deciding to like push myself to get out of town for the weekend or something like that. Like you ride bikes for commuting and it's not like a gear that flips, but it's kind of a, I guess a norm that you fall into is like you, yeah. you, you are more commuting. And so like touring is one thing and commuting is something else, but then there's that in between, which is like the overnight or the weekend or trip. So I think because I was like very much in the commuting zone for a long time, uh, I still didn't maybe realize as many weekend biking trips as I like would have hoped to, even though I talked a lot about doing it. So I did do a few. um, And so I'm very happy for those, but like, I I don't know. I'm literally like going to be biking in New Zealand for like (laughs) a few months or so. But like, yeah, I just kind of, it's, it's all, it's not about like getting on the trip. It's about forcing yourself out the front fricking door as a, a paraphrased version of a Lord of the Rings J.R. J.R. Tolkien uh, quote. I see would where go. you're going. Okay. You know, like it doesn't it doesn't matter where you're going. It, what matters is that you pass the threshold. That you got out. Yeah, I exactly. Because like once you're out, you're out, and then like it goes from there. So I don't know that kind of thing. I see it a lot. I relate to it a lot in almost uh, astronomical terms. In that Portland has a certain gravity. And you got to kind of achieve escape velocity. Totally. Yes. And it's really easy for for me, me. especially it's really easy for me to just ride around town. Mm. And as much as I complain about like infrastructure issues and, and, uh, and what not here in Portland, I love riding around Portland. Mm -hmm. I love riding around cities in general. Yeah. Minneapolis, great city to ride around. Portland, great city to ride around. San Diego, surprisingly good city to ride around. Um, but yeah, I love riding in cities. And But in the meantime, it, it has this certain level of gravity that you sometimes can find it hard to escape. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like a tangible thing. It's more this like ephemeral. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, it's hard to describe. Like. You you hit it on the nail, and also like I couldn't say anything specific about it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it looks like how it looks for each individual person. It's or it's just that that like yeah the um oh what is it 
settling of life. I'm trying not to get like too deep here, but you know, like we're creatures of habit. Yeah. And when yeah. you, when you get to like a certain comfortability within those routines, it's that much harder to like think of life out of the context of the routines that are normal, even though it's like, well, it's, easy, it's easy to, to stick with the sort of the astronomy metaphor. It's easy to get locked into an orbit. Mm. Ooh, and yeah, and yeah. with any orbit, you know, if you slow down, that orbit gets smaller. If you speed up, that orbit gets larger. Mm -hmm. So you got to find ways, not necessarily like actual acceleration, but you got to find ways to sort of speed up your orbit and make that a little bit larger and find ways to get sort of out of your orbit. Mm -hmm. totally. um, you have been watching Expanse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, finding ways to like, to like find destinations that aren't necessarily like way out of town, but far enough out of town to make you go like, okay, can I get a little farther? Can mm -hmm. I get a little farther? But it's really hard sometimes when you're, when you're like, well, I, I, I got everything I need right here. Yeah. I think something that uh, helps me when I'm in that zone is uh, taking like really small steps and you're you're kind of trying to just like trick yourself out of your routine or you're trying to like trick your habits i guess yeah um one of the ways i found that's effective in like you have to kind of like pre-plan it because if you don't you it just won't happen but uh riding a different way to the places that you would usually go is like i feel always for me it's but it's like the first step in breaking those habits or those patterns right so like i have to i can't do it if i'm like in my motion because I'll just like ride home the way I always ride home. But if I set like a calendar reminder, that's like ride home a different way. Ooh. And then I'm I like, like, Oh this. yeah, I told myself I should do that. Uh, so I just got like an email or something before work ends. <laughs> that's awesome. And then like, it's, it's fresh enough in your mind because right. you have to like, you have to like insert these uh, like incisors into your habit or something and right. just be like, all right, I'm going to do something different. And like, I love it for like, if I was, I don't know, different enough. I could just do it for difference sake, but I have to remind myself to just like break out, <laughs> break out of that habit. I love it. Or that routine. Yeah. Um, if you have any tips uh, as listeners, like if you're stuck in, not, not like a rut per se, but if you're, if you're looking to like expand, expand your, your horizons or your horizons. Orbit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Whatever. both. <laughs> yeah. It goes both ways. Um, let us know like your, your tips and your tricks. Like I, I'm not trying necessarily to make this like, uh, New Year's Eve feel good. Like we can all like, like right. What are your goals yeah. for the next <laughs> Don't year? Don't let your dreams be dreams. Kind of like yeah. deal, but like at the same time, like it's the small, it's the small intentional changes that I think lead up to a greater effect overall. Totally. Uh, and you got to start somewhere. So uh, let us know what helps you break out. That said, as far as starting somewhere, um, since I can't ride a bike. I broke down and got a gym membership. Ooh. So I could get on a stationary bike. Nice. I need to pick your brain. <laughs> uh I it's cuz my partner has a gym membership so I just got a discounted hey membership off of her. Hey. <laughs> Refer that, a hey. friend. Does it say membership <laughs> on the card? Well, that's a membership. That yeah. The uh But yeah. Yeah. I've decided I'm I'm not moving enough. <clears throat> I have I've been way too still. My mm. my orbit has gotten exponentially smaller. Mm, yeah, as as it would if you're not able to use your primary mode of yeah. transportation. Yeah.
Um, yes. Well, we'll check in a year from now. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It's also like I realized the worst time to get a gym membership mm. because that's when everybody gym. gets yeah, a gym totally. membership. <laughs> I was reading uh, like forum posts. I'm, I just research too much. Like my my race, not too much. That was putting myself down. I research a lot. Uh, so I was looking at getting a gym membership uh-huh. and I haven't yet because I have basically been spending like most of my time on different like forums and stuff looking at like gym <laughs> etiquette and like how to not be that person at the gym. And like, here's what people who've been going to the gym for 20 years say about new people coming to the gym. And so just like, is I, this... like I just, I just want to fit in right. when I get there. Um, and basically the TLDR, it boils down to just show up, do your own workout and don't leave shit lying around. Yep. Uh, yep. Sounds pretty straightforward. Um, oh, also, don't lift too much. On start, start low. <laughs> start small. Yes. And if you yes. think that you're ready, just stay small until somebody says, "Hey, you should lift more," and then do that. Um, no, I've been doing that because, like, I've been trying to run uh-huh. more often, um, and I realized that, like, something that might help me. I was on a treadmill when we were down in Utah, and I was like, you know what? If it's super shitty outside, like, I would not. I used to be by virtue opposed to it, but I wouldn't necessarily by virtue be opposed to like running inside. Well, it feels weird. It feels really weird after running outside all these years, but (laughs) no, I get it. Cause like I was, I was sort of one of those that drew the line in the sand about like stationary bikes Mm -hmm. and be like, well, uh, you know, if you need, you need a station, why, why do you need a stationary? You can just go outside. Just go outside. The world is your gym, man. Did we sell out Aaron? (laughs) Have we sold out? I didn't sell out. Oh, okay. I bought in. Yeah, there you go. That's the attitude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I realized similar. Hey, cheers. Um, I similar thing. Like I was because I do uh, like ninety seconds on, thirty seconds off, and like you you increase the intensity. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know, that's a hell of a lot easier when you can just tell a machine to be like, go at it's run true. speed. Now go it's at walk true. speed. <laughs> yeah. Every thirty to ninety seconds. We'll see. Ask me. Ask me in a year if that habit stuck. But <laughs> <laughs> so it goes. Um, I feel the need to explain to whoever I, you know, check in at the gym. I haven't done this, but I, I still, I have to, have to fight the, the need to explain like, Hey, I'm here because like, I couldn't bike otherwise. I'm not one of those. that's just like, mm -hmm. you know, this isn't a new year's resolution gym membership. I'm not some filthy casual. Yeah. Like I'm just here cause I'm just, I'm. I'm here because I need to be here. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not here. This isn't a New Year's Eve resolution. Type yeah, of mem- I just happened to really. break my collarbone a few weeks it ago. Just coincidentally, I broke my collarbone <laughs> and I need to move around more. Hey, whatever <laughs> gets you there. Yet, but I I feel this. I have to fight this urge to yeah. do so every time I I see somebody at the gym. It's like, like anytime no, no, you no, no. you work in an industry. Like if you work in bike shops, I promise like, I'm not a poser. There are like inside jokes about like between yourself and like other like bike shop employees about like, oh, yeah, like this is the way of it kind of deal. I feel like yeah. you're trying to avoid that effect of like uh, people who work at gyms, like lamenting to their coworkers about people who come to gyms. <laughs> and you're like, I'm not <laughs> right. one of those people. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I promise. Yeah. Well, mm. the, the, the. We'll see. Like, you know, yeah. three weeks, four weeks into this, I'm like, oh, yeah, gym membership. Oh, well. <laughs> hey, the important thing is get what you can out of it. And if you're not getting anything out of it, just remember to cancel. That's right. 
it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, well, we've got some things and events for our calendar. Perhaps we should read those next. Uh, yeah, why not? Alrighty. Don't don't ever use that. Tim, it's the first time in 2020 I can happily say we will never use that again except for next week. That's right. On the second Thursday of every month, the Joyful Writers Club in Minneapolis. The first Friday of every month, the San Francisco Bike Party. Second Friday of every month, the Boston Bike Party. Also the second Friday of every month, the Indianapolis Bike Party. Also, also the second Friday of every month, the East Bay Bike Party. And the third Friday of every month is the San Jose Bike Party. The last Friday of every month is the Baltimore Bike Party. The first Saturday of every month is the Civil Unrest Ride right here in Portland, Oregon. And every second Sunday of every month in Portland is the Corvidai Bike Club Ride. The last Sunday of every month is the Vintage Classic Ride in Huntsville, Alabama. And some upcoming Film by Bike tour dates, Ashland, Oregon, January 9th. Boise, Idaho, January 17th. L.A., California, February 9th. Seattle, Washington, February 28th. Idaho Falls, Idaho, March 5th. Pittsburgh, PA, Yin Stillers and Nat, March 22nd. Oh, yeah. That's an in-joke for Pittsburghers. I didn't get it, but I was right there with you. It's like uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia has a bunch of like Philly inside references. Yeah. And yeah, I wish to get they're like the one home teams. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days, I'll spend enough time in Philadelphia. <laughs> I was that person who went there and looked at the bell and got a cheesesteak. Oh yeah, and I was so happy with that experience. <laughs> Why not though? You know, I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna tourist the shit out of this. You can you can be a tourist once. You yeah, know, exactly once. I'm gonna be honest. It was great. The cheesesteak was okay, but the experience was great, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I have to go back to Philly. <laughs> and uh, all that jazz. Get yourself get yourself a plowman's lunch in Pittsburgh. There we go. One of these days. Made at Permani Brothers. Mm-hmm. Some mail from No, yes. We didn't we didn't introduce the mail. <laughs> we didn't? Well, that's Let's... because you know what we have before mail? What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. It circles around the city lights. Pedal just as fast as we can into the morning light. Pedal just as fast as we can well, into the daylight. Pedal just as fast as we can into the daylight. With the changing of the year also comes the changing of the times. Yes. And as we, I think I can say, unfortunately, have covered on the show this year, there seem to be a lot of changing times. In the bike landscape here in Portland. Yes. Uh, I don't... I think we like we have theories about where I, that's headed. I don't feel like I want to declare that it's headed a way yet. What I would say is if you love what you do and it happens to be on two wheels connected by tubing, support your local bike shops. Support your... Yes. Unless they're assholes. So, but, you know, that's just the way of it. If they're if they're assholes, they don't deserve your money. But most <laughs> but, of them are pretty damn fine. I yeah i i can't I can't see those surviving very long. Yeah, um, it's when 
it's when um bike shops that that um i would say are very not assholes oh yeah uh, this start closing shop that i'm like ah this, yeah they don't deserve this i um, feel like i just hope it's one of those like tenure things I think, like I think it, it might be. It swings one way and then it swings another. So I was, I was I really about to that. liken this. We talked a little bit about like the 1990s. Mm-hmm. And back in the 90s, back in my day, I was playing in punk bands and like you could just walk into a, like a house show at a, at a college, in a college town. Um, and there'd be like a band playing. You could book yourself at like any kind of college town and, and in a house show like people were just going to shows like that was a thing that yeah. happened in the 90s mm-hmm. um a lot of it fostered you know throughout the 80s but it sort of exploded and then you don't see it as much uh i especially struggled um in the early 2000s with trying to find gigs that weren't bars oh yeah that's a tricky one um and and you know, and then eventually giving up. But I kind of see this as the same trend. Like mm. there was a time where like everyone was going to bike shops and now not as many people are going to bike shops. And I think hopefully I'm going to like kind of stay optimistic here. People are still going to be going to bike shops. There's always going to be the diehards that are yeah. still going to go to bike shops. And those diehards are going to pass on that ethos to other people and it might not look exactly the same but i think it'll live on yeah and i think of like shops that i know of that well so we're totally like we've been dancing around this yeah the news article full uh uh spoiler alert some bike shops will be closing (laughs) in portland uh and and bike shops that i think aaron and i definitely have come to know and interact with and have had uh long-term relationships with that's not to say it is all of the bike shops and so i think of like bike shop is bike shops like 2.0 or 3.0 or 8.0 i mean bikes have been around a long time but like the i don't think that bikes are going anywhere i think that folks are just trying to figure out that whatever that new model is or something like that the landscape is changing yeah both both in the financial sector Mm -hmm. and just the general population and and population density of portland yeah well and like your the bike shop experience is it like it's always morphing over time like i just i just remember being like like so we had how was it like performance cycles here in portland that closed down like a while ago and that was like the closest to big box but not like big box and also part of another like part of a walmart or something like sure. that like bike shop and i remember going to the east coast and like the shops there were so much more like t- like just i don't know shiny pro like stock what's the word i'm looking for like they're like oh we have this because it's part of our distributor but like we don't have anything else or like they felt impersonal they felt like everything was there except mm-hmm. for the heart and some of them i don't feel like and I, it could just be my Portland bias, but I feel like <laughs> I didn't have as many of those experiences in bike shops. And the experiences where I'm like, oh, that was the same experience I had in this, like, you know, one bike, large bike company's bike shop on the East Coast. Like, those well, experiences, they've the shops here in Portland have closed down. They were some of the first yeah, to go. Yeah. But, like, I think of um, Thanksgiving, for example, and just the welcoming, like, home 
Like, I felt like I found home again in a bike shop for, like, the first time in a while. Because I hadn't been to Nomad before. Yeah. And we walked in, and I was just like, oh, I love this place. Like, yeah. I am and will be coming back here. Because it, it just, like, you don't go to a bike shop only because you need parts at some point. You go to a place because it, at the end of the day, is still about community and it's about connecting yeah. with people. Yeah. I, and I think that there's a lot of shops I, I that still offer that. I resonate with the connection end of it, you know. Um, and I think that's part of why, like, things like this sort of kind of hit home. Mm. But it's also also why I th- I'm hoping that it's just part of the cycle. Yeah, and that's the caveat that I don't feel that any of the places that we're going to talk about probably soonish, <laughs> like that, that that wasn't found there even. Um, some of them were a little bit larger, to be sure. But yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you you like read articles that bemoan the death of this industry or that industry. Like I, I don't feel like it's that at all. I just feel like it's changing. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know what it's like. What's that dial? Maybe we should talk about that for 2020, 2021. Like. What are your what are our predictions? What are your predictions of like where will that dial come to a rest? Uh, I freaking don't know. Um, but what we can say is that um, Universal Cycles, which is a one of our larger bike shops here in Portland, will be closing its Portland retail location. Um, they're not closing fully, but they will be moving to Beaverton. Yes. Um, and Universal also has, I think, a warehouse in utah and maybe one in a different state as well they have like three centers um so i'd call them like a northwest or kind of a regional option also notably uh ravello breadwinner cafe and norther cycles are closing and this should be denoted that breadwinner cafe is different than breadwinner breadwinner is not closing they're closing the cafe that's part of breadwinner right um but uh yeah just kind of like places yeah i don't know i've gone into (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> had a coffee, right? Like, chilled around, chatted. Um, I think that one of the things that I learned pretty like strongly from my experience working at the bike shop I was at was that you have to have really a full year round diversification of income, and you you can't even rely on like three things these days. You've got to rely in this like magical mix of five or six. So like for yeah. our shop, that yeah. was. That was like socks. Like we sold socks and like there were bikes there, but like we sold a lot of socks. We sold a lot of socks. <laughs> and those socks kept, the, like to be honest, like I don't know what the figures were because I wasn't privy to those numbers, but like the socks kept the business open in the winter. Right on. Is what it felt like to me. And so you need that, like that, like, especially if you're in like a weather sensitive place, like that, that, that on season, off season, you need something that's, that brings it in both or three or four ways uh, that if one, you know, leg of that table starts to maybe get a little bit wobbly that you've got three other strong legs kind of propping it up. Sure. So the game, I feel like maybe here's my prediction. This is a a very long winded way of getting about it. My prediction is that bike shops that are open five years from now will have figured out at least four ways to have solid diversification of income in 2020. I like this. It's interesting because to me, my first thought are the bike shops the bike shops that I think will will last are the ones that actually hold a niche mm-hmm. that too I think that could very much be true and I, and I think there's a mix between those those two like being able to diversify while still having a hold on a niche of a thing mm-hmm. 
you want to be the shop that, you know, even if you're in a city with 50 or 60 bike shops, if you have a problem, somebody says, you need to go to this shop. Right. That's the kind right. of niche you want to occupy or, or, or would hope to occupy, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, yeah, handful of bike shops that I that come to mind that I think like, oh yeah, these guys will weather these people will weather the storm. Mm-hmm. Um they're they're all in this sense of like they can get you whatever you need or probably have a good set of inventory on hand for a good general stuff, but they also rest in a in a niche of something. You and, know. In a lot and, of times and I'm I'm speaking in very vague terms because i don't want to sound like i'm like calling out or sure. like favoring any shop over another mm-hmm. but you know there there's shops that like we know we know cargo we know cargo to the point where like if you've got this weird ass cargo bike from across the seas we could probably figure something out mm-hmm. there's shops that like we know fitting we know fitting so well mm-hmm. that like other shops will say like oh you you need to go to this shop to get the fit that you want you know and then there's shops that like we know the really like lightweight stuff Mm -hmm. we know like how how you need to sit on the bike to like get that that sport that you want sure um what i loved i'm gonna call out universal just now because we've mentioned them what i really loved about them their niches and they'll still continue to i think hold this niche is like they've got the parts yep totally they've got whatever parts you want and and they've got it, you know, on hand usually. Yeah. Um, I've often likened it to uh, sort of your auto zone for mm-hmm. bikes. Mm-hmm. But like a you local. Know? But yeah, like a non-national they're, they're still, they're not zone. national. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. But, um, and I, I'm spoiled because I live just a few blocks from <laughs> their, yeah. their soon to be old location. Mm-hmm. I, I would just walk over there like, hey, I need this derailleur. Hey, yep. I need this bolt. Hey, I need this spring or yeah. whatever. I, it's, yeah, they're very much like, they're, it's, the shop is very much a, hey, uh, let me go check him back, yeah. like, kind of shop. Like, yeah. they, they've yeah. definitely got it. They just need to go look. <laughs> it or, like, might take a few minutes. They do a day, day ship to the warehouse kind of deal. Like, I can't tell you how many times Universal saved my bacon when we have a customer come to the shop in downtown Portland. And we're running just skeleton inventory in some parts of the year because you don't want to just be sitting on a ton, ton of parts. So they would come in and you'd have a repair that's like some brakes and some uh, shifting and stuff like that. But then like they need a new cassette and you're like, oh, we don't have that cassette. So we'd oftentimes just charge them like same cost. Like you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't overcharge. You'd just be like, well, they need this part and like our bad. We didn't have it. So you could go get it from Universal and basically just pass the same like MSRP over. Right. Uh, so you're making money on brakes and the... Um, you know, shifting or whatnot, and then you're just like, oh, just the, the whole reason I could do brakes the, and shifting uh, was because Universal had, had the cassette. One. Yeah. You know, so you don't make money on the cassette, but you make money on being able to have one day access yeah. to those parts, especially as a small bike shop. Like, I'm sure people charge up. That was never my philosophy, at least in terms of like you using that as a resource. But sure. like, yeah, I don't know. They just save bacon so many times. <laughs> I can't even like count even. Yeah. And like, personally, I, I kind of want to want to like sort of moan and wail like oh they're going out to the suburbs but also (gasps) i see that as a really good business move totally well i'd much rather universal exist than than oh definitely (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and if that's where they need and want to go then they were totally if 
if you've been in there in the past like year or so, like they were totally outgrowing that space. There. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and unfortunately just the way the, the, I don't know what you call it, like retail spaces and rent in Portland is yeah. going like, yeah, I don't, I don't know where they could find a place big enough that they could afford. Yeah. Um, that, and I don't even know if that's the original issue. I just am yeah. extrapolating over what I know and what I've observed. Sure. Yeah. I like, I feel anecdotally like they, they've, they've kind of caught that wave in a sense. Cause like yeah. they do a ton of online sales. Yeah. And if things yeah. are moving online, like they definitely are behind the ball on that one. Uh, or, oh, I'm using that on saying the ball. wrong. They're on the ball. They're yes. on the ball or ahead like, of the ball. Then, no. I, yeah, so yeah, in my brain, like it's like a pool cue and you're shooting the ball, right? So like <laughs> if you're behind the ball, that's where you want to be as a pool cue. I see. I always use that saying wrong. <laughs> 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 They're behind, on top of, and in front of the ball. They get it. They have online sales. And so, yeah, right? Like it doesn't make sense to be paying whatever they are for that space right. on 29th and well, Burnside or yeah, something. Especially, or 23rd. Yeah, especially when it's it's becoming smaller than than their mm-hmm. needs are anymore. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're doing like 90% shipping and 10% like in-person sales, like at some point something's got to give. Yeah. Um. So I, I guess what I'd say is like, thank you to Ravello and to Breadwinner Cafe. Um, been to true. some true. amazing events there. Thank you to Northern Cycles. Thank you to Universal Cycles, all four of you for being such pillars of the community. Um, obviously we're incredibly sad to hear that things are happening as they are. And at the same time, want to, I want to express gratitude and appreciation for everything that you've brought to the scene because you have made a difference and, um, you are near and dear to the hearts of many Portlanders and non-Portlanders alike. Amen to that. Well, we'll see what 2021 yields. Um, yeah. Let us know your thoughts. Where do you think the bike industry will be? I don't even want to say a decade from now. Maybe like five years. Yeah. Where's Half that dial? It, it, yeah. in, in your community too, right? Like what are your micro dynamics? Where, where do you see successes? Or macro dynamics. Yeah. Where do, you, where do you see successes in your bike shop communities? Where do you see potential um, gaps? And where do you think there could be room for improvement? Uh, help everybody learn from your knowledge. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We got mail. Hey, we got mail. From Nathan Poulton. Hey, gents. What a fun episode. I liked hearing about buying a bike in other places. Me too. That was fun. Yeah, that was pretty cool. The experience of uh, of buying a bike in a different country mm-hmm. or just in a place that you don't necessarily... Uh, aren't familiar with mm. yes half the fun is the hunt i'd bought two in the uk a couple of years apart i live in orlando but visit ontario. every couple oh, i did sorry. say or, I, <laughs> ontario i'm so sorry no you're good i'm so sorry <laughs> no apologies neither. visit just... every couple of years and i find it similar for a second hand but lack of area knowledge for a meetup was a bit of an issue for one time can only imagine what it would be like with a different language. Mm. Oh, and one of the big differences between road bikes in the geometry, the endurance or sportive bike usually has longer chain stays and slacker geometry compared to the road racing bikes all day comfort. Ah. Ha. Good to know. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Nathan. I didn't know that and I'm happy to know now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That was a fun episode. Thanks to Ed. He's traveling back to Japan tomorrow. 
So, was he part of your land party? He was. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he literally. Yeah. He, he flew from Japan to go to the land party. Really? Yeah. That's oh why he was. Gosh. I mean, I'm not gonna say that. So that's why he was here. Like he has family here. <laughs> you know, th- those people oh, that okay. you visit and like, you yeah, know, yeah. are your parents and stuff like that. But he was here for the land. Party. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, he was he was here for the land. Uh, it's, it's seriously like we were talking with folks. Um, uh, the pools were so kind and gracious to invite us to there. Yeah, yeah, that uh, was a good time. That was too. a good time. Uh, Thank to... you again, Corey and family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were talking there. It's just like land parties. Like that's a thing. Like I, we, we've got a good for fourteen people that I go at least a decade back with that still get manage to get together yeah. once a year to do you know stupid silly things like that. <laughs> Have a little bit of fun. I never really caught that wave. Mm. Um, some of it was like, I I don't think I ever owned a computer until I was out of high school. Mm. But um, I think some of it was just, I never really got into gaming until later okay. in life. And even, even still, it wasn't, wasn't anything like I was very intimidated by how good people were. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and so it was never anything more than just like a, a once in a while kind of thing even even now like i have a uh, single player rpg on my phone that i play occasionally mm-hmm. maybe a little too much for anna's comfort ah. but um it's a single player rpg like i really don't care too much about mm. the the online experience gotcha yeah i i don't know me and games go way back yeah like, i just kind of i i had the good fortune of i don't know maybe maybe if i did like catch a crew that had a land party mm-hmm. you know ever you know on on the more regular maybe i would be really into it maybe my life would be so much different it's yeah <laughs> you never know it's like this but is, yeah for yeah. whatever reason i never i never participated in the land party even though i know what they are well, and i can speak the lingo you know what you got to do with us next year Aaron? <laughs> go out to the coast yeah, go to Beachland. well anna's probably gonna get called on a flight anyways i might as well totally I'll, we got your email. <laughs> we'll let you know. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's good. I I definitely like my mom. I think a big part of her because she was, I, I got exposed to computers, like I, it wasn't any choice on my part, but like just because she was librarian, so she was also would run like the multimedia type things for smaller school districts where you have the librarian who's also kind of like the computer person sure. in some ways. Yeah, yeah. So like we would just get like old like hand me downs when the school district sold their systems or stuff like that. And that's our where... librarian eventually became media specialist. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's that's a very like good field to go into. Like library sciences is not necessarily like the most growth heavy like <laughs> field, but but media sciences like totally. Um, so like I just like I just dinked around a bunch as a kid and playing like Math Blaster and like all this stuff. Right like on. I should I should list you. We have a compendium of games, and between like roughly the 20 people that show up at these events like every single person lists like all the games that they've ever played and then everybody in the clan like ranks them on a scale of oh, one yeah. to ten with we have this google doc with like thousands and thousands of game oh, entries so like we get very like data heavy about it <laughs> <laughs> so we use it to like decide what we play and stuff right. like that we've, it, we've it's kind of like it started out as just something that you do because i don't know it's not like if i'll put it this way if you grow up in salem and you're under 21 like you're 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 working with a limited subset of the things that there are to do as a person in Portland. <laughs> so like right. games were very much for us like one of those things where we would come together over it. I learned to type because you had to trade in Diablo 2 and I needed to get oh, those items. Oh yeah 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 yeah. And I um yeah, I didn't I wasn't like a touch typer before I started playing that game 
and I would get like terrible scores in the school typing. And then like seventh grade, I played Diablo two, and it's like boom, Guthrie's good at typing all of a sudden because <laughs> like you got to get the Oculus right? for your yeah. sorceress, right? Like just these are these are critical life things. Um, so I, I've I've games to thank in no small way for you know my path in life. Um, but I'll also be the first to admit that I got pretty exposed to it pretty early on, and um, I'm also I feel very fortunate for that opportunity. So, uh, yeah. Games, they're fun. We'll get you at the next land. <laughs> okay. At the next <laughs> land. <laughs> uh, do you want to do the credits? Sure. Roll it here. Oh, no. Nuggets. You've been listening to me, Instagram. Facebook trying to sell you Kleenex. Instagram, well, which is owned by Facebook. Yeah. Uh, nuggets. The illusion of choice. That's like my comfort food of, of choices is... uh. Even though I don't eat meat. Okay. Fake chicken nuggets. Fuggets. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds funny. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm always bad at, ana- or not anagrams. Uh, I can't remember the word right now. It's okay. It's the new year. I have a whole year to learn <laughs> the word is that when you put together two other words. Oh, uh, portmanteau. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I always forget that one. All right. If you have a good portmanteau of Sparkup Podcast and chicken nuggets, let us know. Um, I created Nugachos. Ooh. Put some cheese on there. Which you could imagine is nuggets as nachos. (laughs) I would eat that so (laughs) fast. It's so bad for you, but it's so good. Exactly. I'm all about the last part. (laughs) Soul food. Yes. (laughs) All right. Shall we? Yes. Let's do this. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at X-Ray Studios, thanks to the generous support of our Patreon listeners. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text to 503-847-9774. That's right, it's producer Brock from Salem. And apparently we don't have what we need in the audio to give you all of the credits they read and recorded. I don't know what's up with that. Anyways, Twitter and the Instagrams at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Hurtburn for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thank you, as always, to our sustaining donors. Shadowfoot, Wayne Norman, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lean, Richard Wazenski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Weiss, Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt, who's a time traveler, Dave Nose, Chris Smith, Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, Aaron will be home soon, Andre Johnson, King of Division, Richard G., Guthrie Straw, Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of The Regranary, Rory in Michigan, Michael Flournoy, Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman, Harry Hugel, E.J. Finneran, Brad Hipwell, Thomas Skato, Keith Hutchison, Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam, Jason Optenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore, Todd Grossbeck, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, and Chris Barron, Sean Baird, Simon, Gregory Braithwaite, you rock, sir, Ryan Morrow, Dude Luna, Matthew Rooks, Kaka, Marshall, Paula at Funatake Cyclecraft, Philip M., Spartan Dale, no relation, Mr. T., who never really left, Bike Initiative Kiwana, Sarah G., Adam D., Go, Dig a Hole, Beth Hammond, Greg Murphy, and our newest donor, Myra Martinez, thank you so much, as well as uh, our actually our very newest donor, Oso, thank you so much. Myra, uh, just expect that you will, in fact, get your stickers in the mail very soon. Oso, so will you. And all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now, brush your teeth. 
and go to bed. Check one, two. Check, check.